Finally, the radio. Finally, the podcast. We're here for Villanova Radio. The game, Morgan State. Villanova, I'm not even going to predict that, okay? Let's stop. Much respect to Morgan State University, but they know what it is. They're going to fight hard. They're going to play hard. That is not going to go a good way. And Morgan State upsets Villanova. They they will, on Villanova Radio, they will get all my credit. I will talk about the assistant coaches, the players, the commits. But no, I refuse to believe in this day that the defending national champions get beat by Morgan State. All right. But it happens. But it's not going to happen. I mean, it's going to have to surprise me. Now, let's talk about the unbelievable team that's here because um, I think people don't think this is a good team. I mean, I think it's just a lot of uh, the way they talk about this team. I don't really think the respect is there. I mean, you're not going to tell me that the way they – I mean, this team did win national championship. They got Pascal, Booth, um, Quinterly – I mean, not Quinterly, Gillespie, Dada, who is Damir Cosby Roundtree. Everybody don't know who Dada is. I I just got uh, checked about that not too long ago. By a Villanova fan. Um, <laughs> and um, and also uh, Jermaine Samuels, who didn't get to play, but he got the experience. You know, that, that means a lot. Um, so now you bring these guys back. Okay. And then you add uh, the number nine recruiting class to a coach who, who milks talent like Michael Bridges, top 100 player, but this guy was not projected to even go to the NBA as a freshman. Or as a sophomore. I mean, well, as a sophomore, he started getting the credit, no doubt. Let's, let's just take that back. Let's take that back. He started getting the credit. He started getting looked at. But as a freshman, there was no in nobody's mind that this guy was going to be an NBA player. Josh Hart? I mean, not until he was a junior till you start saying, hmm. I mean, people started saying that. Then you got um, people like Chris Jenkins, but he didn't really show up his senior year. You know, um, Archie Diacono, undrafted, made with the Bulls right now. Oshefu played with the Wizards for a minute. He's a guy who Jay Wright makes better by coaching, and he gets the most out of their talent. Guys like that were not even projected to be undrafted um, rookies. I mean, Oshefu was a high four-star. What even looked at? What even looked at to be a guy that would touch the NBA? But he did. And most, the big thing is that these guys won a national championship against around this time. I mean, you got so many guys that turned out to be NBA players or turned out to just be college national champions. Chris Jenkins, he wasn't drafted, but he won the biggest shots ever in college basketball history. People want to talk about the Archie Diakono in the past. No, you got to hit that shot. Archie Echo could have passed to anybody. But if the shot ain't hit, then what do we talk about that pass for? All right. Now, I'm just saying, man, they take a lot of credit away from Jenkins talking about the pass and what he could have known. Chris Jenkins hit the shot. They, Archie knew he couldn't hit that shot. He knew it. Who can hit that shot better than anybody? Chris Jenkins. Big shot Jenkins. All right. Now, you're looking at um how Jalen Brunson turned out, you know. You're looking at Amari Spellman become a one and done after winning the championship. And Dante DiVincenzo, he was only the most outstanding player. Now, there were draft boards that had him for the next year's draft. He zipped into the top 17 just after scoring big and becoming the most outstanding player in the national championship. And it's kind of crazy that he would become that type of player because 
I'm talking about he would be named that because Phil Booth scored 20. He wasn't named that. And to me, through the whole tournament, Jalen Brunson was the, the equalizer. Just like how Archie Diakono. That's why he was named most times. He was the equalizer. He, he balanced the team. And by him balancing the team, it becomes a more complete team. That's why people people was like, oh, why he get that? Well, he could have. It wasn't like he couldn't have been chosen for it. He was definitely the mediator. It wasn't a better point guard in that tournament. Like, seriously. It wasn't a better facilitator in that tournament. He taught Brunson how to run their Villanova. Brunson learned so much from him. So, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Could have went anyway. But if you're going to give DiVincenzo that, you should have gave Booth his for scoring 20 points. I just don't think that didn't make any sense to me. Okay, um... Now, let's talk about the, the Villanova, the unbelievable Villanova Wildcats. You know, those are my guys, man. They really work hard. They earned it. But anyway, Colin Gillespie. Now, I've been told he's a starter. That's what I've been told. Colin Gillespie is a starter for the Villanova Wildcats. Now, they haven't been completely filled out. We'll find out tonight who is a starter for the night. But um, I have my disagreements on the whole thing. And I have my wows. Now, Colin Gillespie can start for anybody in the nation, including Villanova. But the only reason I would accept a Colin Gillespie is that I hope they don't move Phil Booth to the small forward position. That'll be crazy. I'm not talking about the backcourt. Colin Gillespie and whoever wants to start, even though I've, I've never seen Jay Wright sit a five-star. I've never seen him do that. He, they always, um, Spellman to Brunson, these guys always start, okay? Ever since he's been recruiting from Brunson, Getting the five star there. I've never seen them sit from the Brunson recruiting. We're talking about, I don't know about, you know, it's a lot of good guys they got during the, uh, you know, 2009, you know, but since Brunson came in to be, there's no freshman has set. So, you know, I didn't think Lonnie Walker was going to sit, you know, or if he was, if he came here. So, in my, in my thing, either it's going to be Gillespie and Quinterly, or it's going to be. Either it's going to be Gillespie and Quinterly, or it's going to be Gillespie and Booth. And I really think that, I mean, it's going to be something to see. But Gillespie's been named the starter, and we're going to break down more of that coming up right now. We start with the boy Gillespie and what he brings to the table. Gillespie's tough. I mean, and Villanova really defines that. Villanova really, you know, defines the toughness in the college basketball. Um, when you look at Villanova, you have to honestly say that it's big and guards. Everybody knows guard you. Now, Gillespie will start there. You were talking about if, it, if it's Gillespie and Booth, are they going to put – who are they going to put at small four? It should be Samuels. Samuels was the number one recruit. Your confidence is all in Samuels. Everybody talking about he was a deer in the – that deer in the headlights is gone. Like, Samuels didn't get the full attention – he had 11 points, everybody knowing that one game. I mean, they just let you know what type of player he is. But deer in the headlights, no, not a deer in the headlights. He's learning. <laughs> I mean, and with Michael Bridges being a small forward, how in the world do y'all expect him to, 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 to groom like he's supposed to? Gillespie, that guard rotation, for one, you had Brunson. And Gillespie could get two guard time because of how explosive he was and his size. So, you know, you sit Brunson and you could put Gillespie with Brunson. You could sit Brunson and let Gillespie play. Brunson comes back in. But Gillespie got a lot of two-guard time. You know, when Phil Booth got hurt, who came in? Who was the guy? 
Anybody know? Let, let me know who the guy that got the most time when Phil Booth got hurt. Okay. So you know he had time to get at two guard, not just at the point guard. So they gave him two guard time. If you look at um, DiVincenzo, he got time. But how much time did Gillespie get with the ball? He's a point guard. He's going to get the ball. Jermaine Samuels also is not going to set the team up. When Gillespie comes in, he gets the ball. He's a guard. He's a guard. He's a point guard at that. And really, you're looking at him in Villanova, he's become a combo guard because he can be explosive at the two-guard spot. Or in the point guard spot, Colin Gillespie can lead the team. He has a good three. I mean, he's a complete point guard. There's nothing you can really say about Colin Gillespie that's bad. He might not be as athletic as, as most guards, but he's a basketball player, and he's going to be great at Villanova. He's going to break. He's going to be in, you know, top five and probably assists and some scoring. He's going to do his thing. And it's going to be a time where Gillespie gets the keys, and he's that guy, you know, as far as, far as starting the backcourt. I mean, I think his senior season will be the season we will see him become that guy, and he will be an NBA point guard. I really see it in Gillespie because he's got explosive. He could dunk. He competed with Pascal in the uh, dunk contest. Are you serious right now? Like, I think college basketball is going to be a little afraid. Not now. Let's get 10 games in. They realize this guy is a serious problem. How are we going to guard him? You know what I mean? So, congratulations to Colin Gillespie. I love the whole Gillespie family. They basketball, basketball family. Love that. Gritty basketball. Let's go. And then let's go Colin. <laughs> you know what I mean? I love that family. Um, Quinterly is a beast. You always hear how he can get to anywhere on the court. Uh, he has to know the defensive schemes. A lot of things you got to know about a program. He's going to have to learn a couple of defensive schemes. And, of course, his, his three-point shot. I saw one right up by Eric Watkins. And go, go Shout out to Eric West, my boy. Uh, go to VU Sports and look at the team preview. Uh, mine will be coming out for stock riders real soon. But um, he talked about how he can get to anywhere on the court, which is, we, we all know that for sure. But what is underrated is how good he's going to be of a three-point shooter because Wright's going to drag that out of people. We all knew Spellman could shoot the three. But when he got to Villanova, he was much more smooth, much more smooth. Chris Jenkins has been a shooter in high school. When he got to Villanova, he was more deadly. He improves people. And uh, Quinley's going to get a lot of time. So which this is this is what I'm also predicting to happen. With Gillespie being the starter, I think it's going to be Gillespie and Booth. I really think that Quinley's going to come off the bench. I think this is going to be a five-star on the bench. I just don't, I don't think that because I don't think it's smart to put a, a, somebody at the three who is 6'3", 6'4". In this generation of positionless, positionless basketball, nobody, sometimes the four plays the three. And they're not going to, and you got a guy that's small playing the three, that's going to be a disadvantage. You're always going to be a disadvantage. They don't have anybody. Even Joe Cremo, he's a shooting guard. And he's hurt, so we'll see what happens. But he's definitely not going to start. Cremo is 6'6". Six, six, but... Six, these threes are more physical and, and taller and faster. Like, you he, put him where he's more of an advantage at, which is the two. And so I think it's Booth and Gillespie. I think that is the backcourt, and I think Quinterly comes off the bench. And he's going to get a lot of time because the lineups, they've already talked about, Jay Wright himself has already talked about with VU Sports how that Booth, Quinterly, and Gillespie can all play on the floor together. So when the coach expresses that, he's already – putting that into the, the mold. He's already putting that into what he wants to happen. You know, so that's going to be a lineup. That'll be a lineup of, I, I, I predict, 
You know, nothing's been told to me. But after Jay Wright saying that, you'll see Gillespie and Quinterly on the backcourt and Booth will play the three in a lineup, not the start lineup. That, that means that won't be the lineup the whole game. That'll be a lineup. When you see people go to their bench, you like, hi, let me attack them with this. You know what I mean? You got Pascal play the four. And uh, you, you'll have Dada at the or, – or it could be like this. It could be – um. It could be Cole Swatter. It could be Booth and Pascal. I think that'll be a lineup. I think that will be a lineup because Cole can play the four. You put Booth at the three. You know, he's the more bigger out of the two guards, so you put him at the three. And you put Pascal at the five because he can guard the five. That's a death lineup because everybody can shoot. Everybody can score. Everybody can shoot. Um, And then, you know, other lineups will be other lineups. You know, Brandon Slater, I know he's going to get some time. I mean, Jay Wright believes in this kid. He's going to get some time just like Samuels did. But more because Samuels is not he doesn't have the um no Bridges is more popular. Bridges was an NBA after his sophomore season, he was clearly put in the NBA lottery. Right after the sophomore season. Alright? After he was put in the NBA lottery, you know you're gonna give him the ball a lot. Jalen Brunson, you know you're gonna give him the ball. You know, those guys like that. But Bridges wasn't nobody in the front court taking time from him. Like who was taking time from Pascal and Bridges? You know what I mean? Like for Bridges is an NBA talent, so you're not you're gonna give him the ball more. You're not you put Samuels in there. He got minutes and he learned. That's all he did, and he was took out, and he wasn't put in there like Gillespie was. He just wasn't. He just didn't get the time. And if you feel like he wasn't ready, that doesn't mean he's not gonna be the guy. Because of those little minutes, I mean, Gillespie made the most out of his time. So did Dada. But also, you gotta look at where these guys were. Gillespie got Brunson. You got Booth. Who's the next guy off the bench? DiVincenzo. They give Gillespie some time. He shows it. If you look at it, he ain't get that many shots. But Gillespie hit most of them. Three-point shots, two-point shots. Samuels is different. Samuels is one thing, again, that when the ball's taken out, who's going to get the ball? Guards get the ball before small forwards get the ball, unless you got a point forward who you said is going to run the team. You dig what I'm saying? So Gillespie was going to get more time to show his stuff. People cannot look at that like he's a deer in the headlights. He played his position. He played exactly what they gave him. Now he's going to have more of a role. Bridges is out of here. So Samuels is going to get all the time in the world. And then you hear all the reports how he's progressed and improved more than any player on the team. He already had that. He already had that, man. He just had to get his time and get focused on. He's going to be exciting. He's going to be a scorer. They're going to watch. They better watch out for Jermaine. He's going to be an NBA prospect. Jermaine Samuels is something nice. All right. He's had NBA talent since he was in high school at Three Rivers. All right. He's going to be Villanova fans. Get ready. You're going to love him. All right. Just get ready for this man. Duke was after him for a reason. All right. Now, if you look at this, it'd be Gillespie, Booth, Samuels, Pascal, and Dada. To me, that is the logical starting five. That's starting five. If Gillespie is starting, that is the logical. You just do not want to put. And, and I say, and, and if you're talking about me, why I say Quinley on the bench? Because you can't put Gillespie and Quinley and allow Booth to come off the bench. And he's like your, your senior. And I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm saying that's not Jay Wright. But also, I did say he don't start senior. So maybe he does put Booth on the bench for Gillespie and Quinley. But I'm gambling on no, because this guy's a senior. one Got to be one of Jay Wright's favorite players. Tough, the Villanova way. All right. He's, he speaks up for the team, Pascal and um, Booth. And then for Gillespie to get that type of. To give him that 
where he at. That has to be Gillespie has really, really once again, like he's been doing since high school, exceeding expectations, over exceeding those expectations. Now, people that have seen Gillespie play since he was young, probably like, oh, this ain't nothing to us. This ain't nothing. But you know, seeing how he played even against Quad. But other guys played too. There's a reason why Quinley was a five star. It's a reason why so pump your brakes. For people that are saying, oh, well, why he think that? We've been knew Gillespie was good. It's a lot of players in high school that was good. Gillespie was overlooked. I'll give you that. I think, I don't know how that, that rating goes because he was in Philly. He was in the Philly area. I mean, for him, he got an 88 rating on 247. He got a, a three-star rating, which I think he should have been a four-star, a high four-star. I, I mean, Gillespie was definitely underlooked. And it's the politics of things that goes along with high school ball. That you have to understand the politics. People shouldn't get mad too much. Gillespie basically the poster child for people who need to open their eyes. So he's a poster child. Open your eyes. Y'all missed on Gillespie. Duke, Kentucky, y'all missed out because he's going to embarrass y'all. He's going to embarrass y'all, dog. Like, I seen him play against Quinn. Quiet is good. I hate when people speak like Quiet is overrated. No, Gillespie just good. <laughs> he's overrated. Quad is good. One of the best guards in the country when he came out. All right? Now he has to prove himself with Duke, which I know he's going to do. Quad is just that guy. Um, If we look at a couple of things, what will happen next year, do we? Do I think Gillespie goes on the bench? It could happen. Quinterly could easily evolve and Gillespie goes on the bench. It still gets time, like this year. Just because Gillespie's starting don't mean he I, I, will get more minutes than Quinterly. But I'm a, I'm a gamble and say he does get a couple more minutes to Quinterly. I mean, you got 40 minutes in the college basketball game. All right? Quinterly, I think, will hit 23. And you could possibly – and that's between two and one. That's not just on one. Quinterly could play the two since you know he could play off the ball. And Quinterly could play the one. But what happened with that backcourt is that both guys will be handling the ball and getting each other involved. I think uh, Quinterly will get the same amount of minutes this year. Same amount of minutes. I think he'll get an all-point guard. Um, I'm not saying he can't play no two since, since Jay Rice said he can play off the ball. I'm saying that um, Quinterly will, Gillespie will play some two-and-one because he's going to get his minutes. He can even get 25 minutes this year. And um, he'll be the guy handling the ball while Quinterly runs around. You know, that can happen. You know, Booth can play. Uh, he'll get some time to be on the court at the three, but he'll be playing between one, two, and three. So Booth is going to get his 28 minutes. I think Booth could possibly get 28. It's 40 minutes between one, two, and three, and how they do the lineups. I can see 28 minutes for Booth from 27 to 28. Um, you asked uh, why I think, you know, Quinterly will get all his minutes at the point why I think that. Boo forget that match because he's the, he's a senior. I think him and Pascal are at the twenty eight mark. Um, Pascal can play four and five. We'll share time and and three. So with Jay Wright switching up lineups, we're gonna go between twenty five and twenty eight with Booth and Pascal. Because if they go any lower, it's only gonna be twenty five. Yeah, I mean, because he he has the the flexibility in this lineup to use guys like Cole and Slater. And Dylan Painter in the, in the front court. You have a full three guys that you can use in the front court that were highly touted high school players. Like, this is what he has now. And these are the secondary guys. And then you go to the bench, and it's just Cremo when he gets back. But right now, Cremo's hurt. 
So this game, you might see some Slater at shooting guard. People are thinking, no. You will see Quinterly, Gillespie, and Booth take up the time. And um, with Quinterly at the um, being in there, you're going to see him get a lot of point guard time. And you're going to see Gillespie get some two-guard time. So that's what people are going to see. Quinterly is going to get his point guard time. There's no doubt about that. And now we're talking about next year. We're talking about next year. What are we thinking about with next year? Next year, will Gillespie be on the bench? And people are probably saying, no, he won't be on the bench. But Brian Antoine's coming. Now, Brian Antoine is tall enough to get on at the two-guard position. He is. He's, he's explosive enough, and he, he can guard, and he can guard the three. I think he can do that. I think if they decide to do Gillespie, Antoine, and uh, Quinterly, that that'll be a good lineup. But my thing is this. How do you say... Samuels comes up when I'm predicting him to have a, a big breakout year. He's going to really show the explosiveness of recruiting that Jay Wright does. You give it to Jermaine Samuels. And you you mean to tell me that Antoine and Gillespie, I mean, Antoine and Quinley, who are both five stars, are going to be on the, one of them is going to be on the bench? I don't think that. I think some type of way, both guys will start. Samuels could be on the bench. Think about it. But how could that work out? You got Slater. You got Sadiq Bay coming. You got Justin Moore coming. Is, is one of these guys going to redshirt? I'm thinking, like, is Justin Moore going to redshirt? And we're looking at that. If we look at Ant- Antoine is a, a one and done. So we know he's going to start. Nobody, Antoine's not coming off the bench. Listen, I'll gamble on that before Quinterly. He's a one and done. He would never came to Villanova if he wasn't going to come right in and start. So it'll be the three or the two. Now, the Quinterly Gillespie situation, that's a little different. We'll see how they go on that. If, if, if it's Antoine, Gillespie, and Quinterly. Now, listen to this. You got Slater, Cole Swider, Dylan Painter on the bench, right? And your shooting guard would be who? Now, let's put Sadiq Bay at the three. He's going to get time. He's going to be there. Is Slater is going to be Slater? And um, and who would you think? Now, you got Gillespie and Quinterly. So, you would you think? Slater and Justin Moore? That would be your guys? Would that be your guys on the bench? Slater, Justin Moore. And you got Sadiq Bay, Cole Swider, Dada. You got Eric Dixon coming. And you got Dylan Painter. Would that be your team? Or would you go with Antoine, Quinterly, Gillespie, Moore, Slater or Bay, who are both threes and one could play four? And Slater can guard the four. Or would you go with... I mean, you got Cole Swatter going to get time. Or would you go with what I just said with Antoine? Would you put people at their natural positions or would you go with what I said? I just don't think that's that's what Jay Wright's going to assemble with now. And the same thing I say about Samuels. Like, he worked real hard to recruit Jermaine Samuels. He worked very hard to recruit Jermaine Samuels. Very hard. All right? And he ended up or they ended up committing to Villanova. But at Samuels and the Samuel family. Then you got Jermaine Samuels. I'm predicting this will be it. Jermaine Samuels will be on the floor with Eric Pascal, with Dada, Colin Gillespie, and Booth. 
And I think Quinley's gonna come off the bench. Something I didn't think would happen with uh, five stars. You know, I didn't think that would happen. I didn't think that would happen at all. But if Gillespie is the starter, if Gillespie is the starter, then Quinley's coming off the bench. I just don't think it'll be Quinley and and Gillespie. You know, unless you know, Booth says, "Hey, I come off the bench." And we all know still with him coming off the bench, Booth is going to get super time. Super time. You know, he's still going to get, it's not going to take away from his minutes. Started, listen, being on the bench don't take away from your minutes. It says who's the best players on each position that should start the game. Yeah. Now we're going to go to the obvious, you know, the, the obvious situation right now. We have... A lot of people that um, are looking at the 2019 recruiting class, seeing what's going on. Let's get to the 2020 recruiting class. I hollered at Elijah Hudson Everett, and he did tell me that Villanova is recruiting him. I wanted to really be sure of that. I know that uh, Pete, they were recruiting him before. Ashley Howard, he told VU Sports, Ashley Howard and them were recruiting him. And I didn't know if for sure Villanova kept on recruiting because some guys that when Ashley left, Villanova didn't recruit no more. Like Seth Lundy, was another guy that didn't go hard at. That was Ashley's boy. And, you know, that's that's one thing there. But, yes, no doubt. With him being recruited, that's one guy. And you're looking at Jeremy Roach, who could be coming to a decision real soon. Uh, Jeremy Roach just visited Villanova. So, I think that Roach could commit real real soon. I mean, he's made his, his, his um, visits and I think it's important visits, and I think he's winding down to his decision. Um, I think it's Villanova. No doubt about it. I think he'll be in the Villanova. Now, Elijah Hudson's Everett. That's the center. I think he'll be a Villanova Wildcat. I said Hunter Dixon. One of those two guys. It's real early for me to make that naive prediction. But, you know, now that I know that Hudson's Everett is definitely getting recruited by Villanova, those two, and he can shoot threes. This guy can shoot the three-point. He's a center. It's like Omari Spellman, just less athletic is Omari. But he can he can still score an inside. He's a bully. He's strong. He'll be a great player at Villanova. Now, you look at Hunter Dixon, Dickinson. Now, let's just see how this recruiting goes. I think that's going to be the big center matchup battle right there. So, be on the lookout for that 2020. Elijah Hudson Everett, who has an offer Villanova, and Hunter Dixon, who was the math Catholic. Who played at the Matthew Catholic play with Justin Moore, current Villanova commit. So look out for that one. He doesn't have an offer yet, but Villanova has looked at him. So just watch out for that one. Um, that team's going to be a little, you know, you got Kyle and Gillespie, who I think will be in that team when the 2020 class starts to play. All right, now we're looking at 2019. He'll be a junior then, right? 2020, when he's a senior, that's going to be crazy. Because if Jeremy Roach comes on his team for the 2020 class, all right, and Gillespie is a senior, does Gillespie start? If Quinterly didn't start, does, does that mean Roach won't start over Gillespie? But see, Roach was the number one. He's the number one point guard. He's the number one point guard. So will, will Roach commit? If Roach commits, I think he starts automatically. I mean, I know Gillespie could come in there and start, but I don't know if he starts right now. I don't know if he starts at the – if he's going to start, he's going to be a shooting guard. And if we're looking at that team, 
and who Villanova would go for, it might not be Jalen Green. I mean, because Jalen Green's a one and done. Would they go for a guy that's going to be a one and done, Green and Roach, instead of letting Gillespie start? They want to stick to their loyalty. There's a lot of politics involved in this stuff. I mean, with Gillespie starting right now, that really lets you know where Jay Wright is. Well, it just depends what's going on. Just let you know where Jay Wright's headed. If he gets Jeremy Roach, the number one point guard, the number 16 player, he doesn't start? Is Does does Kyle Gillespie start over Jeremy Roach? Or do we say oh, they can do this? Forget the Kyle Gillespie Roach thing. The shooting guard they get is not going to come in and start. And so the Jalen Greens are out of here. You can look at guys like Shea Evans or, you know, look at him. Start looking at guys like that. Noah Collier. Start looking at guys like that, you know, who they, they could possibly draft if they don't have to come right in. They won't, you know what I mean? Like guys like that because if it's a Roach and Gillespie battle, I'm telling you right now, Roach is going to step right over Gillespie. I said Quinterly would start because he doesn't start five stars. I didn't say that Gillespie couldn't can beat him out. Roach is better than both point guards. He's highly explosive, highly intelligent, highly better. He's on another level. Not saying Gillespie couldn't beat him out, but in my judge right now, I don't think so. Now, I know Gillespie could beat Quinterly out, you know, in his first year. I think Quinley is explosive and good, but Gillespie knows a lot more about the offense, a lot more of a Villanova player. Roach is like both of them times three. He can jump over you and dunk over everybody. He can play defense. He can he can lead the offense and just be patient. Or he can just light it up for 40 if he wants to. Like, this is a whole other monster right now. Like, this is a whole other monster of a point guard. He's actually a one and done. Roach is a one and done. He's a lottery pick. So, in my opinion, I just don't see that happening. I think the best chances for Gillespie to start would be this year because Quinley comes to a whole new offense, whole new scheme where things are whole, where they're, they're different. And he's good. He can still start, but Gillespie knows the offense better and he's tougher. Yeah, he's tougher. Quinley don't know how to be tough yet. He can... Listen, Quinley's tough. We've seen him scrap for balls. We've seen him do things. We've seen Quinley get down. He's a he's a he's a star in the making. He's gonna be an NBA player. He's a star in the making. But in Villanova's system, he doesn't know it like Gillespie knows it. That's why Gillespie beats him out. He doesn't have a, his talent isn't enough. It's not enough to be over somebody that knows the system like Gillespie does. Roach is just too explosive and too good. You're not going to put him on the bench. He's too good. He's too good. All right? Like, that's just what it is. That's the simple mathematics of everything. Now we go to um, another person who I believe is good. Um, Sadiq Bey. I think this guy is going to be a Villanova all. I mean, he's going to be a lottery, uh, another, not a lottery pick, but a draft pick. Um, he could be a first-round draft pick. He could be a second-round draft pick. But I just think he has the talent to be a first-round draft pick. This guy's good. Let's face it. Villanova has a better recruit class they ever had. They sent people who were rated lesser to the NBA. Uh, Sadiq Bey is right up the alley of a Dante DiVincenzo. Look where he was rated in his class. I know we talk about the value of talent in these classes. It might be different. But I'm talking about rankings. Jay Wright, regardless of how the classes rank, sent the guy that was rated that, that high. And Sadiq Bey could be another one. 
So now we look at um, what's going on. Once again, we talk about Quinterly and Gillespie. This is the topic. This is what starts everything off. We talk about a lot. Um, but I'm going to talk about, let me, let me give a quick spin on Villanova Radio. Shout out to them for winning against Richmond. Quadir Ismail. I've said it too many times. This guy's going to be a star with Villanova. I don't know if he'll get drafted because, you know, it's real hard for them to see FCS, but this guy's 6'7". If he starts to make things happen at 6'7", he'll get, he's going to get NFL eyes. And then his, his Rocket Ismail, uh, Quadir Ismail, these guys, Quadri Ismail, these guys were NFL players, so he's going to get the eyes. He's 6'7". If he can, if he can be productive at Villanova, he's going to get NFL eyes. He might be a six round draft pick, but he'll get NFL eyes. Okay. We'll just see what happens. You know, if he if he becomes ultimate, you know, and, and Villanova starts winning a lot, he could be a fourth round draft pick. So we'll see where that goes. Um, it's just hard for FCS players to get that to get that time, but I think he has the talent to do even more than that. So right now, I'm gonna go with the possibility of being a fourth round draft pick if he gets the eyes. Um, shout out to Christian Benford, another guy. Uh, I interviewed him as a freshman when he when he committed, before he committed, and Christian Benford. Is uh, um, I said he was going to be a star, and this guy is just showing the world why he is three interceptions. And then, you know, you got my boy. My boy. Nawolu. Nawolu is probably my fault. Nawolu is probably one of the best talents that they have at cornerback. And Nawolu is, um, it was only bound for him to break out and have some type of uh, impact where you'd be like, wow, and he did two interceptions. Um, return one for the touchdown. This team is just, this team is on the growing thing, man. I mean, Quadri Ismail started. They won. Um, Zach B is hurt. We'll see where he goes from here. If he's healthy, he comes back. This team could be more dynamic. Um, nobody knows, but Quadri Ismail showed you why. This is what I told y'all about. Didn't I tell y'all? Look how much yards of offense they accumulated. Aaron Forbes, shout out to Aaron Forbes, man. And Forbes, man, over 2,000 yards. Listen, you have to understand he's one of the best running backs in the FCS, period. And that's just what it is. Um, this team can still come back and come in these playoffs and crush people. We're going to see what happens. But it can happen. All right? They got to make a run, and they can't lose a game. They got to make – they can win out all these games. They went through most of the supposed to be this and that teams. They can win out all these games. They can um, as far as the uh, recruiting is going, it's been a lot of guys. They're recruiting, recruiting them hard. We're going to see what happens. It's going to be big. Um, three-star offense tackle Jimmy Frisch told me, uh, y'all can see the interview. He recently told me that Villanova is one of his top schools. So that's big, competing with UConn and Nebraska. They were third on his list. Um, just big things going on. Big things. Football, Villanova football is in the process. I give them two years to be elite. Um, any year they can be good. I mean, good is good. They can even win, but to be elite, they got a lot of young guys that got to learn the system. So you got to be a little bit patient with that. And Zach is about to go. So you're going to have guys that are going to learn this. It's going to be ups and it's going to be downs. I see more ups and downs next year. Um, we don't know how ready they are. We don't know, you know what I mean? I think next year there'll be two games over 500. I just think that they're going to show a lot, but guys have to really, really, really become good. The next year after that, they'll be elite. I just think them guys are going to all have it all in their heads, and they'll be the one. But 
this is a growing time this year and next year. I mean, things can also good can happen. These guys could evolve quick and put it together real quick. But in my evaluation and looking at the young guys, when all the, the vets have been hurt this year, Zach B, the Rob Roll, you know, young guys have took it slow to really pick up and like win. So we'll see what happens now. Going back to basketball, Morgan State tonight, y'all. Villanova versus Morgan State. It's going to be big. Like I said, Colin Gillespie, congratulations. And it's going to be something to see how his career evolves. To sit Colin down can happen. There's no doubt about that. Because sit Colin down can happen. There's too many good players coming on their forefront. Next year, you will have Brian Antoine and Javon Quinley on the same team. You have a more learned Javon Quinley or Brian Antoine. One thing for sure, Brian Antoine is going to start. Will it be Gillespie and Antoine, or will it be Quinley and Antoine? I think also that y'all got to look at is that Jay Wright is like a masterful coach because he doesn't want to put too much time on his freshmen, too much pressure on them. Also, and their ability will if they break out. If you put the pressure on Brunson to get the ball when he came in his first year, would he still would have been in the next year? If you give Spellman the ball uh, uh, more times, you know, uh, more times than you did, but they won the championship, so he was gone anyway. You see what I'm saying? Like, Wright knows that he has talented freshmen that can go with one opportunity. And with them winning the championship, it put him in the limelight. You know, Spellman was in next year's draft first round. I mean, you know I mean? He was in this year coming up draft first round. And, and, and he wasn't expected to be in this draft. All of a sudden, he is. You know what I'm saying? That's how good his freshmen are. So he wants to get Quinley to less, you know, give him the ball less amount of times. So he can develop, learn his offense, and then don't also rush him off the first year. Because you'll give all, all that pressure and then they won't win. Well, if you don't win, he wants to win basketball. The reason why he does that, not because he don't want him to go. Because he know he won't win basketball no matter how Quinley gets drafted or from his first year. He is not going to win basketball games like that by putting the pressure on Quinley. Him scoring 17 points a game. And then next thing you know, he's drafted. Oh, he's a lottery pick. One ain't look at that. One and done. That's Jay Wright. But they ain't winning nothing. They're going to be like Kentucky. All right? So that's not going to happen. Jay Wright wants to win national championship. This is where he's at. He's not coaching in the NBA. All right. So, y'all, listen, I'm out of here. Follow the leader podcast. Want to give y'all important rundown before tonight's game. There's no reason for me to preview who they're going against. I'm sorry if I'm being disrespectful. I'm sorry, Morgan State, but you're going to have to prove to me that. You're going to prove to me that I should do that. If I get enough backlash, I got y'all. But I'm going hard here. Villanova national championships, this deserves to happen. No preview of what this game is going to bring. Villanova destroys them. That's it. Signs here delivered. State 8 preview coming up soon. You know, I told y'all about that. I'll be doing a podcast on State 8. That's what I'm creating. Eight state teams. You know, um, we'll get on it. All right, y'all. Shout out. Riley247 on Twitter. Lita Johnson. Look for Lita Johnson on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. All right. Shout out. Y'all follow Lita.